Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it sometimes this thing cuts off and uh and then I had to punch you back in. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Yeah, now back to what you were saying that you would shoot with Wolf Boy today. Uh, you were shooting with Woe Boy this week, and it was with a lady named Gracie. Now, how was it shooting with Woe Boy again? Yeah, so um, Woe Boys was um, it was a good experience. Very professional. Uh, the mood, the setting, everything, the lighting. It was, it was, it was amazing. I loved it. Actually, um, Woe Boys was one of my uh, one of my uh, goal companies to shoot with when I actually first started doing porn in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it was good to finally be able to, you know, uh, get that out, uh, get that accomplishment under my belt. Mm-hmm. And how did you connect with him? Um, I had reached out one time on Instagram. I was just like, you know what, yo, like, I'm 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 building fast. Let me just actually try and reach out and mm-hmm. see what see what I could get. So I reached out and uh, yo, all right, here's my number. Contact me. We'll see what we could do. And I was like, oh damn, like. You know, sometimes you just have to you have to risk it and go all out. See if see what you get. Throw your line Most out de- there, try and catch a fish. Most definitely. So, how was it working with Gracie? Tell me about it. Oh, she was she was phenomenal. She was great. She um great actor, great actor. Definitely good talent. Uh, very <laughs> professional. Uh, <laughs> trying to say as much as I can without saying you know you know too much, but um, mm-hmm. definitely it was definitely dope. You know, she was very straightforward with uh, what she was comfortable with, what she wasn't comfortable with. I love mm-hmm. that. You know, they have a mindset of when they came in. You know, that's pretty much it. It's a great talent to work with. Cool, cool. So before we finish this interview, I got to do my particulars. Then I'm going to come back to you. Okay, sir? All right. All right. Hey, how y'all doing today? And welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone that's trying to break it to the podcast business. So go to anchor.fm on your laptop or download it on your phone and start podcasting today. Or if you're not a podcast, you just want to listen, you can set up a listener's program and listen to many great podcasts like myself. I am your host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know the particulars. Go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star today to find my porn and watch me fuck these broads. Also, listen to my music. I have new releases such as BCB, Bebop, and Get In Where You Fit In, and also my top streamed, streamed release, Dummy. Also, you can follow me on social media such as TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. I'm talking about allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star to find a porn star everywhere on the internet, but in one link. Also, we are proudly sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about LSworld.com. So go there today, get yourself a profile, mingle with other kink-minded people like yourself find events in your area to attend so you can start your adventure in lifestyle today so go ahead and get a a profile on lsworld.com we also a proud member of the gw district black podcast community i'm talking about 15 podcasts that's giving you different perspectives of the black experience plus why you at gw district they have over a thousand black sellers and retailers for you to buy fashion, beauty, health products, as well as books, masks until this pandemic thing fully goes away. I'm talking about shopgwdistrict.com. Go there today, buy black, support black businesses, build a black economy so we can create generational wealth. Now I'm going to get out the way and let this young man introduce himself. Go ahead, sir. Uh- Hey, my name is uh my name is Artemis. I go by the Artemis Triple X, aka Art Dicko to some. Um, I'm an upcoming uh, adult film star, male talent, content creator from New York City, born and raised. Um, I'm 31 years young, and yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm out here and I'm doing my thing. Okay, so what got you into business? Ooh. So um, I actually started when I was 19 years old, my first year out of high school. Mm-hmm. So around that time, it was back when um, it was mostly DVDs and VHS sales. There wasn't much mm-hmm. online, you know. There wasn't, mm-hmm. there wasn't many opportunities online to make money at that point in time. Pornhub was around, X Hamster, uh, X Tube, Red Tube, all of those sites and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
and I, you know, I made an account on, uh, I made an account on Pornhub and I, X videos. I mean, not X videos, mm-hmm. uh, X hamster. And mm-hmm. when I made those accounts, basically, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I want to do this. You know, I was filming, I was filming with these little, with these girls out here that, that was my, my age, uh, left mm-hmm. and right, putting them up, but I wasn't making no money off of it. So it was like, damn, what am I supposed to do? Somebody told me you gotta you gotta apply for the model program, stuff like that. Look for companies. Mm-hmm. I did that for like a year, uh, another year, and nothing popped for me. So I gave up. Mm-hmm. I gave up. I went to school for digital media, and two years ago I started back up just to see what I can do. And within the last, within two two thousand twenty, I just blew up. Mm-hmm. Like, and I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. So basically. When you came back to the industry, you basically had a renaissance. Yeah. And did you think that helped your career when you took that break? I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like it really did help my career because it took me, it took me those years to get out of that, that, that adolescent mentality where it was like, oh, I have to give people my ID just for me to do stuff like this. And mm-hmm. really understand, you know, going to school for marketing and business and the digital media, really understanding what comes behind business like that, especially for like mm-hmm. actors and whatnot. So I was like, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. I have a great idea and mindset for it now. Mm-hmm. Let me go back into it. So, yeah, it definitely it definitely helped me. Yeah, because that, a lot of people don't off. understand when you walk into business, it's paperwork involved. Yeah, and so people can understand if you don't have that paperwork. Let me break this down so people can understand this. You go to jail, you get fined. If the government decided to do an audit on your business, and when you post a video online, you are automatically considered a producer. You're automatically considered a business. So let's say the government comes after you, and they ask for paperwork, and I don't talk to girls that have been through this because. You know, people sometimes want to snitch on people and tell that they are doing porn and they both be on SSI. That's another story for another day. Oh, man. Yeah. And they ask for that paperwork. You don't have it. You got to take down your site or you got to pay 5000 per infraction or five years in prison. Damn. So people didn't understand that. You know, period. I had a lawyer. Break a lawyer broke that down to me. I actually talked to a, a uh industry lawyer that said, No, you got to have that paperwork. Whoever told you that you don't is a fool. So, <laughs> so when you learn the, the intricacies of it, how did that help you move into business and take it more serious? When I learned them, um, when I learned it, uh, basically, I was like, All right, I'm uh, I have to figure out as many. So, I had to look at, I had to understand about model releases. I- the legal jargon and whatnot, what goes behind it, because I know that in certain releases, you know, it doesn't cover all your uh, all your your sides and your aspects. So there are mm-hmm. vulnerabilities in certain releases. So basically, coming back into this industry and understanding that, I uh, I used the uh, uh, APAG. They're, uh, mm-hmm. they're like they're, they're like the porn union right now, and they're big and they're growing in numbers. And they're they're mm-hmm. they're they're definitely a godsend when it comes to this adult game. I use I utilize a lot of their uh their advice and their little their uh, routines and courses that they give out. I mm-hmm. utilize that to basically like knit like go to other releases and forms to basically you know grab the parts that are most necessary. Basically, you know I I found I found each hole in each release and then created mm-hmm. my own release that basically covers me from all sides. You know, so Smart. that this way in a legal sense, you know, I'm good. I'm covered and I've covered all my bases. Like I really feel like having to come in understanding the paperwork mostly, you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you really need to do. And right now I'm I'm still doing research and learning more about um about LLCs and S corporations mm-hmm. and uh IN <clears throat> EIN numbers and whatnot, because I'm trying to build up my own company as well. Now, explain to, let's say, the guy who's trying to break into this business, right, who's listening to this podcast, why okay. it's important to have that paperwork and what it protects you from. It's very important to have that paperwork. For one, uh, say you were in a situation where you were you filmed with somebody, right? 
They, mm-hmm. they did, you didn't sign any type of paperwork. And along the line, they go, well, I want you to take it down. You never know. There's always discrepancies in between uh, uh, relationships, friends, uh, associates, colleagues, or whatever. There's always going to be a discrepancy at some point in time. And mm-hmm. people's emotions do get fickle, and they will be like, you know what? Well, take it down. I don't want it up mm-hmm. anymore. Business-wise, legally, if you had that paperwork signed, you can keep that up. You sign this paperwork. This agreement basically says that I'm allowed to do what I so please with this content. I am the owner of the content. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to take this down. Legally, it is my right to have it up. But without that paperwork, you know, they could just be like, oh, he filmed me and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And now you got to take that down or you got a case against you, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, sometimes common sense is like, well, if he, you didn't know he was recording you, how is your face blatantly looking at the camera? You know, sometimes common sense, but in mm-hmm. a legal sense, they're going to look at that like, well, that don't matter. She could have been yep. under the influence, whatever. The point is, you need that paperwork signed no matter what. No, I'm going to tell you how serious it got back in the day, bro. Huh? Motherfuckers recorded girls signing the paper and recorded them saying that they consented to doing the scene. That's yes. bad back in the day. I I know. And that's what I was about to say now. Even now, um, just signing the release form isn't enough. You need to sign the release form. You need to get a their idea front and back. You need to also get a picture of them holding their ID, you know. Yeah. And then I think a, a extra step is them holding the ID in their release form. Yeah. So that's, and, and you know, see and see that Helps y'all because especially people that, that film regularly, but guy like me that's right now heading towards retirement, yeah. and I got footage that's like 10, 20 years old, I can't even get in touch with those models anymore. Yeah, because you because people forget that you have to sometimes you have to renew those, you have to renew those license that you post. Yeah, because it's like I see it, I see it like this. Every model signs a release form. You get a picture of the ID, you get a picture of them holding the ID. Now mm-hmm. that ID. That ID in those pictures can last for five, can last up to five years or what, whatever length that they, pair, mm-hmm. that, you know, until that ID expires. Then you have to renew it. And you got to mm-hmm. call them up and like, hey, because this is why it's always good to keep in touch with the people that you worked with. Yeah. You, know, you never know at a point in time. You look at the ID, it's like, your, your, your ID expires next year. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to need a new copy of your ID. This, that, and the- mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a second form of ID that... Uh, some release forms uh, require and 2257s require mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's either you know your passport or your social security mm-hmm. and, and then, like I said coming in coming in not knowing that you know you hit you not knowing the, the, the business side you mm-hmm. people tell you I right, uh, give me a state ID alright cool here's my state ID now I need your social security card oh you know now you're like yo wait, <laughs> what's going on here you want my social but then you realize it's literally a business. You're getting a tax write-off for this, so you have to give that. You have to yes. give that type of information. And like I said, when I came into this at, at that mind state at the age of 19, I wasn't prepared for that. In my mind, I'm like, dude, is trying to steal my identity. Nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And but, see, that's the, the thing what I was telling girls about when you shoot with amateur talent versus professional talent. An amateur talent, like they, like these girls do the fan videos and they yeah. see their John. That John ain't gonna give up that ID. So yeah, they not. So when it comes time for when these companies, which you, I'm, since you keep your nose to ground like I do, you see how they change their policy when they blink of an eye. Exactly. And then now you ain't got now ID for about fifty videos that you done fucked all these Johns. Now you gotta take them down and you lose money. So yeah. it, it's kind of like if you don't walk in with a business mindset, you're not gonna survive in this business long. At all. <laughs> it's definitely. So when you go about getting your shoots from ladies, how do you approach the ladies? Um, yeah, so I'm a um I'm the super shy type. So it's like if I really wanna, huh? <laughs> really? Yeah, everybody everybody says that. Everybody says that. They're like, really? I'm like, yo, I have like viewers confidence when it's talking talking to women. Feel bad at me so, too. But but you know what what people be like that it don't seem like that in your videos but you got people got people forget that the original title 
you know, for porn stars was adult film actors. You feel me? Correct. We were we have to be able to act. Obviously, at some point in time in your career, it's cool. It's all it's all sex and whatnot, but you're gonna have to be able to act at some point in time, whether it be a concept scene where you end up having dialogue or the scene just ain't really up to it for you. You're not really feeling her, but you gotta mm-hmm. act like it's there, you know, because your face really portrays that on camera. And PK mm-hmm. and fans will see that and they'll be like, Yo, he wasn't enjoying this at all. You know, so you have mm-hmm. to be able to act. Even if you was enjoying it, but you got the dead face all the time, but you mm-hmm. definitely enjoying it, you gotta be able to give some type of emotion. You gotta be able to act, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, see that you're like you're enjoying this. So when it when it comes down to me hitting up people, mm-hmm. that confidence, that confidence just ain't there like it's on camera. So I have um I have a te- I have a template that I usually say it's a business template that I send out, you know, it's fully formal, explaining who I am, you know, what I what I would like to do filming wise. Um basically, you know, uh it's it's an initiation initiation message where it's like when I really want to work with somebody and I feel like our creative our creative talents together would make something really amazing. I send that message to them and it's like, yo, you know, this is my name. I'm I'm an upcoming artist from this, that, and the third. Um, I like your content. I find it amazing. This is what I would like to know. If you would like to see some of the references that I've worked with, I would gladly guide you to them so you can speak to them on our experience. And, you know, thank you, comma, the Artemis, et cetera. I send that to them. Some people, some people view it. Don't say anything. Some people do view it. I understand that, you know, women get tons of inboxes in the industry. So I, I'm mm-hmm. not really pressed about the fact that if they view it and they never say anything, in my mind, all I could think of is maybe they didn't have time to respond to it or they forgot about it. So I usually um I usually respond uh like a couple months later or, you know, like a few weeks later, like, hey, this is just a follow-up. I saw you saw the message. I just wanted to know if you were interested because I would prefer... To, I would prefer you to say no, you're not interested, as opposed to just leaving me there. Yeah, yeah. It, like maybe because a lot of <clears throat> girls will be a lot of girls will be like, well, if I didn't respond, you know, that obviously means I wasn't interested. But then there's people that was like, oh, I'm definitely interested. I'm sorry, I just didn't get to your message. Yeah, because my inbox is full. So you know, it's not always that case. You know, and so, see, yeah. two females don't understand. It's professional. To answer yes or no to business DMs. Yes. I ain't talking about the bullshit send you a dick DM or hey boo, how you doing? Yeah. What the fuck? No. Professional DMs because I tell females it's more important how you say no than it is when you say yes. Can you yes. speak to that? That's definitely it. And then usually the ones that um the ones that are interested and say, yeah, I'll definitely work with you. My next question right after that is usually, you know, what are your boundaries? You know, what are your yeses, your noes, your guidelines and your rules? Because at the end of the day, um, me shooting, I'm reaching out to you. So me shooting with you, my first priority is your comfortability and your safety. So mm-hmm. that's always my next question to ask. You know, now my question and, is to you. Now, my question is to you. Do you discuss your boundaries with the girls? Of and course, of course. It's men to discuss our boundaries to the female talent. Yes, yes, of course. I always do. I always do. Because they usually, um, they'll tell me this, that, you know, uh, they'll tell me what their boundaries are and what their yeses and hard no's are. And then I'll be like, all right, that's fantastic. My own, and I tell them all the time, boundaries. My only boundary and hard no is you cannot penetrate my butt. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and sometimes you gotta tell girls that shit for real. Yeah. Men, men um, yeah, because you know, there's a lot of girls out there that I enjoy doing pegging scenes. So it's yeah. like, yeah, um, I tell them like, uh, no, um, no penetration for me, and I really don't do, um, I really don't do rimming. But mm-hmm. you know, if if it's something that they re- like, they press for as content. I'll allow mm-hmm. it because one of the producers that I work with, you know, he books me for he books me for rimming scenes, and mm-hmm. even though I don't enjoy it, that's where you know. <laughs> you know why, right? You know why they picked you for rimming scenes, right? Yeah, I know why. 
exactly why they pick you. I'm a man. I'm not going to say it. I know. But I know. Trust me. I, I I'm it. a man, and I know because I, I get and I always get that compliment. So I hear it every, every day. I hear it from women. I hear it from yep. other female content creators. I hear it all the time. And I'm not afraid to say it. They'd be like, yo, you got a fat ass. And I'm just yes. like, <sighs> I know. Believe it or not, man, women like ass. Like a man's yeah. ass. Like a woman's ass, dog, for real. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I know. So how do you feel when you get rimmed? Because you say you really don't like it. So so how does it feel when you get it? Awkward. Very awkward. Very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I think my um I think my first rimming scene, my first rimming scene, uh when the producer put it up, you know, everybody was just like everybody was just like, damn, he got a fat ass. And then and a, a, a dude, another male talent in the comment was like, yo. She going in on you, right? like how are you, how are you able to keep such a straight face? And I was like, and all I could say was uncomfortably. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> and he was like, I don't get it. I was like, it's it's literally self-explanatory. He's like, I don't get it. I would have been moaning like a bitch. And I'm yeah, just it's like, no different than like when a girl suck your ball too hard. Yo. I know you. And and you and you want to scream. But you can't because you were in front of the camera. So you have to play it off. And wait till she finished doing all that shit. Cause like sometimes you you'll see like when she's doing it too hard, you you'll move to the next position quick. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's go to doggy style. Let's go to doggy style. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm trying to do something more this damn scene. No. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but people don't realize that even as men, we have a harder way to push through in a scene than women do. Yeah, because for example, if we're not that attracted to our co-host, we got to do more to fake it than a woman does if she's not attracted. Can you speak to yeah. that? Yeah, because I um, there's definitely times where you know you're not attracted to the person and your dick just won't stay hard, and you know I've um being a newbie and whatnot, I've had about. I've shot so far um, at least fifty six times nice. in a, in, and out of those fifty six times, the only time I've ever really went soft was about four, four to five times. I, and, I went soft. and how did you handle that? I um, people, a lot of dudes uh, realize that you know don't realize that it's okay to take a break. Yeah, you know. If you need two minutes, five minutes to yourself, you could just be like, can we break real quick? Because you got to mm-hmm. understand, you once you want to set, you know, they'd rather you be, they'd rather you be able to take a, t- a moment for yourself to get yourself back up in order than for you to mm-hmm. sit there and struggle through the scene the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, we wasted more time when you could have, when you could have just, uh, you know, took a five minute break. And what I feel like it is, is. It's not always a matter of being attracted to somebody that'll turn you off and not get you hard. Honestly, it's anatomy. You know, yeah. I um I, I I've been trained, I've been trained in several martial arts and in, in, in different forms of body movement to understand my understand the body. And attraction does play a role, but at the same time, you can still maintain an erection mm-hmm. with proper breathing and pacing of the heart without being attracted to somebody. Oh shit! Okay, okay. See, you know, this is why I love doing these interviews because you get different perspectives of doing shit. Go ahead, continue. Like, well, like I'll take like um in those five instances, I'm like, all right, cool. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a breather. I'm gonna inhale. I'm gonna exhale. I'm gonna slow my rate to get myself back down to that point. Because you know, once mm-hmm. you get that adrenaline pumping, and your dick can't get hard while your adrenaline is pumping. Mm-hmm. You're gonna sit there and keep trying. What you need to do is you need to recenter yourself, breathe mm-hmm. back to your original, your you know, your original heart rate so that you can start over as if you just went back in the scene fresh, you know? Yeah. Cause you and sometimes it you. takes that break. It sometimes takes that break because I've been there. I've been there. Even to the point that if it won't nothing but missionary and doggy and blowjob. Got through the scene, even with number fifteen minutes. But sometimes it takes that break yeah. for you to get your mind right to get back in there. Because people don't understand, it's a strong mental game when we're on set. Uh huh. 
It is. It's very strong. And I, that's why I said, like, you know, that breathing also helps you, you know, clear your mind. Because in order for mm-hmm. you to really slow your rate, you got to clear your mind and breathe deeply. And another, and sometimes, you know, companies, they'll be, they'll be hard on you. And they'll be like, yo, um, you can't have, like, a break. Like, I, mm-hmm. you get, like, one minute of a break real quick. So, you reconnect. so there's tips and tricks to, to go about that, you know? Mm-hmm. If your dick goes go soft while you're in mission, like you're in missionary or back shots or whatever, you know, yeah. to re- to something I do is, uh, all right, cool, I'm gonna pull out while it's still hard because I feel myself getting soft. I yeah. pull out while I'm still hard. I'm gonna be like, yo, suck it a little bit. Because while she's sucking it, you're not pumping, you're not thrusting, you're not yeah. exerting energy, you're not raising your heart rate. You're sitting there relaxing while she's sucking it to get it hard or keep it hard. You use that time to also keep on breathing, bringing yourself back down. Mm-hmm. You know, so that this way the camera don't have to stop, and you still get extra footage. Yeah, and see what people don't realize is that blowjob in the ounce of porn is really a transition. Definitely is. It's, it's a fluff. It's a transition. It's actually yeah. It's a fluff, and it gives the man that rest. And women don't understand that producers do. Because when you see a lot of blowjobs in the scene, it's because dude is getting rest for the next position that they're about to do. And plus also to give that transition from positions. Yeah, because nobody wants to sit there and watch you to, you know, move around like, all right, I need you to get over here real quick. I right, do this right now. You know, it's like nobody wants to see all that movement. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. So you have done both amateur shoots and um, page trail professional shoes. Please tell people the major differences between doing both. All right. So, uh, one of the main the the main major differences between doing a page shoot and a and a um an amateur shoot, like you know, filming for yourself or whatever, mm-hmm. you do not own the content when you do a page shoot. Mm-hmm. You do not own that scene. You know, as opposed to if me and another content creator wanted to work together. And it's an amateur shoot. We get a cameraman, et cetera, et cetera. We film it. It looks like it's professional. And we shot that for ourselves, for our pages. We both get the rights to distribute that video. But if we, if any of us got paid for it, whoever got paid, whoever got paid, don't own that video. And that's how it goes with companies and page shoots. Once you shoot mm-hmm. with this company and they give you all of that money, that video was no longer yours. Especially the fact that you signed their release form. Mm-hmm. That video and it states and it states it in the release form. And it states it like I'm able to do whatever I want with this with this content. This is our content, not yours. But you know, as opposed to if you did a if you did a if you worked with uh, independent artists yourselves, y'all both mm-hmm. get that. Y'all both make the money. Now I feel like the best the best bet is to be able to balance between both because your mama's calling back because you want um you want that money. You want that money to be there when you do those paid shoots, and mm-hmm. then you also want to build your own content. So it's good to be able to, you know, siphon between mm-hmm. both. Because at the same time, while you siphon in between both, you making bread in both areas, yeah. and the company that paid you is bound to give you way more exposure anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, because now they're gonna be like, "Yo, where the rest of his stuff at?" Let me go find this dude. Now they searching you up, and if mm-hmm. you, do a, you know, if you do, if you also benefit obviously when you do, um, when you do an amateur shoot because you know y'all mm-hmm. both got a following and y'all both, you know, reaping the benefits of both of y'all followings, and then it's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be cross followers that follow mm-hmm. both of y'all now. But now also, we, page, now also, one thing I want to ask: when you do the paid shoots. Explain how it also help you set up content shoots with the female time that you shoot with. I'm that pretty is sure true. Time that is also that. true. That is definitely true. Um, I've actually come across. All right. So when it comes to doing the pay shoot, if you work with somebody in a pay shoot, right? You just you you know the company pairs y'all up. Y'all work together. Now they see how you work as a talent, and they see your work ethic, and they see that you're professional and what you're capable of. You've now built, you know, a minor bond and or rep a rapport with that person. So now you can you can feel free to ask, like, hey, I just wanted to know. We just both did a paid scene. Would you like to you know, do a content exchange between the both of us? 
for our own benefits. You know, you mm-hmm. ask them, you ask them if they're with it, they'll be like, yeah, sure, I definitely would do that, you know. And if mm-hmm. not, you know, it's like, all right, cool, completely understand. You know, it's okay to take no for an answer. You know, mm-hmm. it's not everybody, you know, not every, like, just because y'all just work together for this company doesn't mean, you know, they legit wanted to work with you again. Yeah. You know, sometimes they just do it for the money or for the exposure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in the industry that don't like to shoot with people more than once. And I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also people in the industry. There's also companies and producers in the industry mm-hmm. that be like, yo, uh, after y'all shoot, to, like after y'all shoot together, you know, I get your stuff ready, get ready to dip. You know, they really don't want y'all to exchange information or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I get out there and shoot and put out the scene before we put out the damn scene. No. Yeah, <laughs> and I've seen and I've seen it, and I'm just like, damn, like that's crazy. Like, but I've seen it happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so when you work with with females, I call this pre care. What are some of the things? That you... Say that again. Hold on, it um it froze. Hello. I can't hear anything. Is it about to end? Is it gonna? It says it's still here. We're still in here. Yeah. This just like a shoot, people. When you do a scene, you got to take a break and come back because you can't keep it on. You can't get that pop. Yeah, it happens <laughs> in podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so now, what I wanted to ask you was, back to what I was asking you, was I call this pre-care. The things that us as male towns and producers do to help the girl relax her, break the ice and everything before a shoot to get her comfortable and ready for the shoot. What's some of the things that you do? Um, I'm a goofy dude, so I make, uh, I make tons of tons of uh, really corny dad jokes. You know? mm. <laughs> but, um, I, I let them, I, you know, I gotta assure them that you know this is a safe environment, you know, because I know some people are way more strict and more strict mm. business about things, mm. and then I know there's, there's some people that you know they're they're generally fun, you know, to to, to be around. So I have to read the room, you know, you know, usually the first thing I ask them that will lead into, because it, it always helps, it always helps is what do you want to, what would you like to shoot? Mm-hmm. Like if we're like, if we're or like, if we already discussed what we're going to shoot, you know, mm-hmm. now that we're in each other's presence, it's like, I right, what, what would you like to shoot first? You know? So with mm-hmm. that, and I'd be like, I right, just go over your boundaries with me one more time. So I, you know, make sure that mm-hmm. I remember them so that this way while we're talking about that you know conversation is flowing because mm-hmm. honestly honestly it doesn't really matter what you're talking about but conversation in general tends to loosen somebody up because the deeper you get into a conversation the more relaxed you get and it's mm-hmm. like all right cool now that we're at that relaxed point because now we're we're talking for like an extra 10 minutes now mm-hmm. um you know, all right, cool. Are you comfortable? Is everything good? All right, cool. We're going to start with this, that, and the third, et cetera. So, you know, and then I make the jokes here and there as well. So, you know, we laugh. So now this comes some comedies. It's, you mm-hmm. know, if if they want to eat before, I know a lot of people don't want to eat beforehand, but, you know, <laughs> um, I, usually yeah. bring, I usually bring, like, water, mm-hmm. refreshments and stuff just in case. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's one thing. So, when you do the scenes, because this is the first time I ever asked somebody, who leads the scene? Mm, like out of the talent, like male or the female? Yeah, between the talents. 
Because, like, when I do scenes, it's usually me that leads the scene, like, who makes decisions to switch positions and stuff like that. Ah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, see, no one never talks about that. You notice that? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But, um... That actually just falls back into what I initially um I asked in the first place. Um, I uh I asked like, what do you want to shoot first? And then when they usually when they took they'd be like, I right, obviously we're gonna do blowjob first. And it's like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. From there, which what what's your favorite position? What gets like what really turns you on the most? And they'd be like, I right, do this position. All right, cool. So we'll do that position. Like you know, I'll be like, all right, so we could do that position second. Because mm-hmm. the first position can just be a preparation until you're really getting into it. Because I'd rather mm-hmm. you enjoy it in the middle and then mm-hmm. towards the end instead of just straight up in the front. Because in the front, you know, in the front, people people like to skip through porn. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, all right, which part do I want to watch? Which part do I want to watch? You know? And nobody, mm-hmm. really, nobody really rarely watches the beginning of porn, honestly. They'll watch the blowjob, and then the first position, it's like, eh. But then it's like they'll go straight to back shots. No, I, I disagree. Go- there's there's what we call the novice fan and the straight up porn fan. And what yes, I mean that's true. Porn, that's yeah. true. The straight up porn fan, so fans can understand this, is they love porn. They will watch a full fucking scene from that's the true. intro to the outro. Then you have the novice, where I just want to see the blowjob, a little bit of fucking and the pop. Yeah. And they fast forward. <laughs> That's true, and that's and that's I was definitely gonna get there because I definitely know, I definitely know because there's a lot of people like I do custom, I do custom videos as well, mm-hmm. and and I get and I get the and I get the point and I get the true porn fans that be like, all right, this is what I want to see you shoot, this position, the game zone position. I want you to have your legs in the air. I want her to do this that. It's like they'll give you a full in depth script of what mm-hmm. they want to see you shoot, you know. So I know, mm-hmm. I trust me, I know, I know that I know that the hard, the hardcore fans will watch a video through and through. But majority of the novice, that's what. Yeah. That and, and, and actually, that's where, and I tell people this. I say women make the most money, but we catch more of the porn fans than they do. Yeah. Hands down. Now, this is something I want you to speak to because no male times talks about this. Speak to the fact that majority of our fan base is gay. Yeah. Definitely is. Speak to that. Majority of our fit, right, males, um, because I've gotten this. There's been people. There's been people that have bigger fan bases than me. That when I was coming up, were like, yo, you know, they, 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 they basically, um, they would ask me like, yo, how are you, how are you doing it when it comes to like, you know, your 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 gay and bi and trans fans, and I'm just like, honestly. I just, I just, I'm comfortable with my sexuality, and I realize mm-hmm. that I'm gonna have a lot of trans, bi, and gay men as my fans, and they, hell, they're gonna be ninety percent of my fans anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? And at the end of the day, it's like you know that they're there, and you have to really understand. You have to really think to yourself: Are you in this industry to make money? Are you industry? Are you in this industry to make a name for yourself, mm-hmm. or are you in this industry? out of pure selfish want of being able to fuck girls for money. You know? Mm-hmm. You gotta really ask yourself why you in this industry. Because if you are in this industry to make a name, then you obviously realize that your fans are your number one priority, and you have to mm-hmm. be able to please your fans. You know? But mm-hmm. at the same time, to please your fans, you also have to have your own boundaries. Like, I True. get tons I get tons of, of LGBT community community fans that will ask me like I want to see your ass or I want to see you I want to see you oil your ass I want to see you uh, uh, spread your cheeks just that in the third alright cool I'll do it mm-hmm. but my number one boundary is I will not penetrate or play with my butt like my no. whole like none of that is going to happen and you know once they, they, they respect that you have that boundary They'll respect it because they're your fans, you know? And it's like, I'll give you as much as I can, but obviously there's, there's, there's a line where I will not cross. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that you respect that as a fan. And a lot of my fans always compliment me on that, and they love that. I, I do my best mm-hmm. to service my fans. And it obviously, the, the bigger you get, the harder it does get to be able mm-hmm. to, 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 to contribute and, and, you know, single out your fans specifically. 
yeah. but I still do my best to try and give mm-hmm. my fans what they want. Because because what they don't realize, even the solo scenes, yeah, gay, gay fans like solo scenes. They love them. Uh, I talked to a gay fan. He was like, you know, please do more of your solo scenes. But they want to see us fuck them girls. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it, you know. And and I always get the request. So when you if you look at all my scenes, you always see. I have my own personal. I have my own personal cameraman that I use. That's not even in the industry. You feel me? I use him personally because we 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 fuck. We've been friends for years, mm-hmm. and he's he's in school for filming now. So like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna give you the experience that uh-huh. you need. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. utilize somebody that's in my circles. Obviously, now I have an extra. I have an extra cameraman. Speak to the point of having a personal cameraman because I have one. They yeah. served me for years. And it, it gave me that good bean fish. If it wasn't him, I wouldn't have made the money in this business that I did. Speak to having that personal camera guy. Yeah. That personal ca- yo, that personal ca- listen, I'll even shout my man out. Yo, my boy Backpack, you can find him. Yeah, shout him his, out. Give, his, his, give his, him his, his Twitter, his Instagram is at book backpack. Uh hold on, let me go, let me go pull it up because you know he spells <laughs> a little differently. Shout it out. You know? I tell you, Shout out your people. This That's is your right, interview. You know? Let me let me let me pull that up for you real quick. It's book B O O K, right? Mm-hmm. Book back. Hold on. Damn, where is it at? Take your time. What is going on? Oh no. <laughs> is that underscore? Hold on now. That's weird. It's not popping up on my on my on my page right now. That's listen, y'all know tw- Facebook, Twitter, all of that. They got a tendency of uh of deleting people quick. Yeah. I, 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 so his his Instagram, his Instagram is at backpack, right? So it's at B A C underscore P A C K. Right? Okay. That's his IG, right? His Twitter his Twitter is is book backpack b o o k b a c p a c. You know that's my man's right there. Like I said, that he been he he been there. He been filming me, and then also I have my op. You know, I have my I have my other I have my in the industry cameraman that I bang with. You know, and that's mm-hmm. my boy Shoot Her. You feel me? Shout Shooter out to Shoot. Shout out to Shoot Her. You know. Shoot her sixty nine, yo. Mm-hmm. All around the board, all around the board. It's easy to find my man Shooter. Easy to find him. His Twitter is at shoot her sixty nine. So it's at s h o o t h e r sixty nine. And and his interview is will be up next week on Patreon. Just to let y'all people know. Do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that? Boom. <laughs> Up on Patreon. So, so with that being said, also speak to the look professional wise when the girl walks in and you have your own cameraman. Yeah, yeah. Um, people, um, because at the in the beginning, you know, there's there's two ways to go about looking professional. You can have a cameraman, you don't have a cameraman. It's all about how much you invest into your brand and then you invest into your product. If you have a cameraman, that shows that you've invested. You know, mm-hmm. if you have light, if you if you don't have a cameraman, but you pull up with a with with a, 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 a at least a good camera, not just your phone, but a good camera, and at least a couple of a good lighting system, you know, then mm-hmm. it's like, I right, he's here to work, he's here to do business. You know, he's not here to play games. You know. Cause, cause before I even before I had a cameraman, I was shooting everything on my own. I'll pull up, I'll pull up to hotels, rent, rent Airbnbs, et cetera, et cetera, and have mm. three three eighteen inch ring lights, big ring lights, bright up the whole room. The whole room seemed bleached. Looked like you just mm. walked into the pearly gates. You feel yeah. me? <laughs> and yeah. they'd be like, "Dang, it's bright in here." And I'm like, "Yeah," because you know you don't want you you want that you want that look. You want that professional look, you know. And mm. it's like. I, I don't have a cameraman, but the camera's gonna I'm gonna we're gonna start with POV of you um you know you giving me a, a BJ, then I'm a I'm a mount the camera up and then we just change positions from there. 
and be- because I edit in 4K, so it's easy. It's easy to zoom in and zoom out without re- like messing up the quality. So it'll mm-hmm. look like I have a cameraman once the, everything is finished and edited. Mm-hmm. It'll look like we had a whole cameraman, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it was just me by myself, all these lights, one mm-hmm. camera on my own. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, no, I, trust me, I was there. I was there. Okay, uh, even when I first started, I had a cameraman, but he wasn't around as much. So, and this is when you had to had the VX, the VH camera. Yeah, the VHS uh, camera. Or the camera that had like the DVD. You put the DVD in that bitch, the main DVD. Yeah. See, people don't realize how far we came in technology for filming That's facts. alone. That is facts. Alone. I used, to, <laughs> I used to make my own little VHSs. I had my. God, I feel for you. I ain't get. I ain't do that. I was, I was nineteen, man, nineteen, thinking of things before other everybody else. I've always been, I've always been a tech. When I was mm. nineteen, I had a bullshit little camera, a bullshit little Canon camera that had the, uh, the, 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 um, the red, the red, blue, uh, the red, white, and yellow jacks to go in the back. Yeah, cords, you know, it had the AB component cords. Put those in the back of the TV and plug it up to the camera, and then the camera would be, you know, whatever you film was on the TV. TV, yeah. So what I used to do was I used to record the video like I was supposed to. Boom, record it, record it, record it. Right. I used mm. to edit it. I used to edit it. Put it on a little flash drive for my on my PlayStation at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Plug the flash drive into my PlayStation. I had the PlayStation hooked up to the TV and the the VHS hooked up to the PlayStation. Cause mm-hmm. that back then you had to change the channel three on the on the VH on the uh on the, uh, the video <laughs> yeah. just to just to get to the just to get to the game channel or something like that. It was hard back then. And yeah. what I would do was I would play my video on my PlayStation. Play my video on my PlayStation and hit record on a blank VHS and it would record my whole video through and through and boom, what did I have? I have my own personal VHSs. You feel me? That's what and I people, and, and hold up, and people, did you hear all he had to go through to do that compared to today? Mind blowing, ain't it? You some history right now. Mind blowing. So this is what I want you to speak to. Um, there's many misconceptions that we run into being in this business, from personal, from our fans to personal life. Speak to, um, with, with which I. Like I said, I don't know whether you're in a relationship or not. You ain't got to talk about it here, what have you. Speak to relationships when it comes to this business. Um, I am I'm currently single. Mm-hmm. And relationships in this industry can be a it can be from what I've seen and what mm-hmm. I understand so far, it could be a make or break situation mm-hmm. when it comes to the industry. Uh, what happened, what I've seen myself is there are people that, there are female talent that will not work with a male talent that has a girlfriend. Even mm. though, even though it's completely business, they'll be like, listen, you have a girlfriend. I don't feel like dealing with all of that, you know, because at mm. the same time, there are going to be people, you know, uh, people that have relationships that are very jealous of mm. their men of their man or their other in general, you know, male or female working with somebody else or mm-hmm. working with other, working with other respective genders, period. And mm-hmm. because of that, you know, that causes drama and it's, I feel like, yes, it is best to be single while in this industry, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop somebody from being in a relationship mm-hmm. because there are those, there are those, uh, there are those golden ones that are, that are like, listen here, babe, you go out there, you do the best you can, you work, you mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. They're very supportive of your career and they're very secure with themselves to understand. It's like, listen, I understand that you got to do this. This is all business. This is all work. But at the end of the day, you come home to me and I understand that you love me and this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. But like I said, there are people, there are there are people in the industry that just be like, oh, you got a, you got a girl? All right, I can't work with you. And and it it can hinder like I said it can hinder your mm-hmm. career, it can. Mm-hmm. And working with somebody a certain amount of times, people will get that idea like, oh, that's your girlfriend. But you know, it's just 
it's just mm-hmm. that it's just it's a, it's 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 an interesting cycle when it comes to relationships but, in the industry. But see, but the thing with like what I say to people, um, if you don't have someone in your corner that supports you in what you do, it will hinder you. It will hurt your money. It will hinder your growth. You know, period. Um, can someone find love in this business? Yeah, whether it's a regular person or someone in the business. Yeah. But what is the you know what I'm saying? But what it's about is being secure in your relationship before he even walk on set. That's facts. And there's a lot of people that are not because I've been shot with the husband filming us, and he was giddy because the scene went good. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I and I, yo I've. I've I've seen I've been in scenarios where I've had to get a stern like not a stern talking to but it was like yo after after everything happened or even before it happened it's like can I talk to you for a minute and I'm like yeah sure what's going on and it's like yo at the end of the day I just need you to know like that's my girl I love her and this that and the third and I I want you to understand blah 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 and I'm just like. All right, cool. Respectfully, I understand all that, but um, why are you telling me this? Because I, you know, we are all here professionally. Why? Why? I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I get it. Well, but I, 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 I don't get it neither. Because it's like you know, your girl do this. Why even have feelings? Why yeah. even get your feelings? You know, period. If you can't handle it, don't be on set. Some people just be just be mad when you when you fuck your girl better than. Fuck they girl better than. And it's always the men. It's, it's always now. If it's no, 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 no. There, there, there's, there's, there's some women. There's some women out there. Definitely some women out there. I see. I've seen that too. Oh I've no, no, no. I, I know about the women. I'm talking about when it's the you know boy girl. There is uh, as far as the girl. But yeah, on the man side, his girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't seen that too. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you the worst scenario, the worst situation. I'm going to tell you this story. I was doing the shoot with this one chick. I said, I don't say names when it's like salacious or bad. <laughs> I do that yeah. on Facebook. And we're in the midst of a shoot. It's going good. I finally got her to relax and do this shoot. Her boyfriend walks in. She was enjoying herself till he walks in. Next thing you know, uh, uh, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was like, what the fuck? So I got mad. Me and my man got mad. We left. So come to find out, she said, well, the reason why I don't ride dick or do this because if he sees I do that with you, he gonna want me to do it with him. And I'm looking at her like, well, what? why would you with your man? I'm just saying. I don't... And two, why don't he understand? So it's so it's a double-edged sword when you deal with a girl that has a man, especially if he's very involved in their relationship very involved in her business and he don't have a head for business. It, it It's a headache. Yeah. I've definitely, um, I've heard, um, I've heard girls tell me um, some of their boundaries is like, um, uh, like no kissing. I can't do this position. I can't do that position and no cream pies. And it's because, mm-hmm. you know, they're in a relationship. Because sometimes, you know, they make a, they make agreements with their partner. Like, I mm-hmm. uh, I won't do this, that, and the th- just, just, for the, just for their partner's assurance and security. You know, it's like, I, we can, we can agree to keep doing porn, but you can't do this, that, and the third. Okay, cool. Not even, you know, not even a, a creator alone. What if a company needs you to do that? Like, that's hindering your money. Yeah. And you really and you gotta think about it this way. Do you want do you really want your partner to lose out on the money that they've been making before you even got here? Because Which they're gonna spend is, on you. Huh? Which they're gonna spend on you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or you know, do you, do you really want to hinder their money? Like at the end of the day, like they was making this money before you got here and now you're changing up their their format. Yeah. Is that what you really want? And then two people don't realize, let me tell you the dollar difference. It could be from a thousand to five hundred, depending upon what you're talking about. Yeah. And for a cream pie, just to give people to understand this, ain't no off top is a thousand dollars. Yeah. Per dude. Let's make that clear. 
Add cream pie. That's another thousand dollars. So a girl could actually make two thousand dollars off an anal and a cream pie scene just with one dude. So imagine if the boyfriend said, Well, no, nah, I don't want you to do a cream pie, she turns that down. That's a thousand dollars she might have lost. Exactly. See. Now also I want you to speak to being in male town, is it hard to date? Is outside hard? of this. Yes. Yes, hands down. It definitely is. You get um you how do I I don't even know how to put this. I it's hard <laughs> to date because you know you have to act you have to you're getting you have two different you have two different worlds that you're able to date in. You know, mm-hmm. I'll you know, I'll say the regular world is the vanilla world and then you have the adult world. You mm-hmm. know, I you have the matter of if you if you if you date in the adult world that's beneficial to you because you know you whoever you're working with you can all you know whoever you're dating also could be somebody you worked with you know we have the same mindset you know but as opposed to dating in the vanilla world not the the security level or the mindset to be able to handle what you do for work mm-hmm. so I tend to, whenever I talk to somebody or I'm dating, I tell them up front, like, and I and they'll laugh and joke and they'll be like, "You're funny," and I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm serious. I'm legit a pro am <laughs> porn star. I'm talking like tax write offs and everything." And then they be like, "Oh, well, I don't think I can. I don't think I can date somebody that I have to share. I have to share their dick." And I'm like. Mm-hmm. I get what you're. I get what you're saying entirely, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's not really sharing dick because what happens on camera isn't the same as what happens in the bedroom on your mm-hmm. personal time. It's not the same at all. You know, mm-hmm. the, the 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 videos they make it. I mean, sometimes it is. You know, it is good, but at yeah. the same time, videos they make it look like it's all luxurious. But y'all don't really understand the the, the sweat. And the and the heavy breathing that goes on behind the camera, or even no AC. It's like, do y'all really think that we always enjoy being on camera? No, it's not because we in uncomfortable ass positions. We have to keep our bodies wide open for the camera. You know, we have to keep mindful of the camera. You can't put your arm in a certain area because you might block off a certain a certain angle. It's a lot that we're thinking about as opposed to being in the bedroom and just being able to pleasure each other. But when you're on camera, you're not thinking about just pleasuring this person. You're thinking about you're thinking about what the fans see, what the cameraman can get angle-wise, making sure you're not staring at the camera, making sure you stay hard on camera. Your mind is everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. You feel me? And people and like like I said, a lot of people in the vanilla world don't understand that. And because they don't understand that. They just see it. They just see it as, nah. I'm still sharing dick, and it's like, okay, you know, it's hard. It's definitely hard. It's hard. It's hard for males and females, you know. But then you you also weed out. You also weed out the ones that want you for who you are, and the ones that just want you because they know that you can fuck. You know the ones that are lusting over you. You know the ones that you know that are really genuinely there. That's 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 uh, that's one of the pros about being a porn star and, and, and trying to date. You really can weed out who's fake and who's not. And the same thing goes for girls. You know, y'all 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 try to date vanilla dudes. Sometimes it's like the vanilla dude really does care about who you are, you know, as a person. But then they get jealous quick, or they care about who you are, but then at the same time, they out here like, yeah, I'm about to fuck a porn star. They yeah. say it was a trophy. Yes, we, we we do get the trophy the trophy husband treatment, people. Yeah. We do get it sometimes. So, man, we've been going for a minute, bro. I think damn near we almost hit about 50 to 60 minutes, so I'm going to shut this down. <laughs> oh, damn, here we were going. Yes, I'm going to have to bring you back. Because there's a lot we didn't get into. There's a lot I would like to talk to you more about. So you're definitely going to come back to this show. All my male times, I'm going to definitely bring back for sure. So we can really chop it up on some real shit, talk some real man shit. Because we, we, don't, we, we don't have a voice in this industry compared to the women people. We just don't. 
That's and that's why part of this podcast to give men like him, like Samaj, like Billy Pilgrim, you know, uh, my man from Third Zone, Sir Ridiculous, a opportunity to speak their mind and speak as a male in this business because we don't we don't get the opportunity to talk. Women do so. Tell everybody where they can find you, what you got going on, what you got coming up. Tell them. All right, guys, y'all can find me. Y'all can Google me, the Artemis Triple X, T H E A R T E M I X X X. The S is silent, but it's pronounced the Artemis Triple X. You feel me? At the same time, y'all can um y'all can find me on allmylinks.com slash the Artemis Triple X, the same spelling. You can find me on Twitter. I have two Twitters. I have the Artemis Triple X and the Artemis Triple X 2. The one with the number two at the end is my main page. Everybody always gets them confused. But the number the two is my main page. The one without the two, the straight, just the Artemis Triple X is my backup page. Because, you know, Twitter Twitter don't be playing with people. They yeah. Be trying to delete people. But you can definitely find me. I also have a link outside of my all, all my links. So, you know, linktree. You know, linktree.ee. Uh, slash the Artemis Triple X. Y'all can find me on Pornhub, X Videos, X Hamster. You can find me on uh, 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 OnlyFans, Mini Vids. I'm everywhere right now. See, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. So, I'm about to close this show out before you bounce. And, um, yeah, man, I enjoyed this interview, bro. You was a great interview, bro. I definitely enjoyed myself, too. No doubt. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming by the Artemis, a.k.a. Mr. Art Dicko. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs>